0: Welcome to another SheProp panel. This time, just in time for Mother's Day, we are talking to some incredible cosplay artists that are also moms. I can't wait to get to know them and get to know a little bit about what it's like being a parent who also cosplays. But first, let's learn a little bit about SheProp, SheProp is a growing community that is focused upon representing female, non-binary, two-spirit, and transgender cosplay artists. You can check out this and more SheProp panels on YouTube, or if you love podcasts, we have panels and other content you can listen to on the SheProp Talk podcast. If you want to join us or if you are an ally and you want to show your support, search SheProp and you'll find us on all social media channels. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Abby of Abby Cat Cosplay. I am not a parent myself, so I am really looking forward to talking to these really incredible people and to learn a little bit more about what their experience is. It's always a good idea for us to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes so that we can learn how to be better friends and peers, and that's what I'm looking forward to doing today. Um, hi, my name is AJ. I am Confused Kitty Sewing on Instagram,
1: and that's my webpage. I am the mother of two larvae, two female larvae. Uh, one is six and one is eight. And I am really looking forward to hearing from uh, other parents about how they cosplay with their kids. or don't. <laughs> hi, I'm Dizzy
2: Lizzie, a mom to a 10 year old who's very feisty. Uh, my first cosplay is old enough that uh, it can drink legally in the United States. I'm also a professional bridal seamstress and I'm a waitress on the side.
3: So I can't wait to see what happens today. Hi, my name is Katrina. You can find me at Katrina Vera on Instagram. I am a mom of two. I've been cosplaying on and off for about 10 years but I didn't really start cosplaying consistently until about a year after the birth of my first son. I've used cosplay as a way to really find my identity again. I struggled with that a lot in motherhood so I'm looking forward to connecting with other moms in this hobby.
4: Okay hi I'm Mia of Mia May Cosplay. I've been cosplaying for about eight years. I am the mother to a 15-month-old ginger snap and uh, who is an absolute cutie and loves getting into my fabric stash. Um, she has also uh, grown up during a quarantine. So it's been really interesting approaching cosplay and raising a baby while the world has been shut down and thinking about, you know, what is that going to look like as we're coming out of that
0: and moving forward? So it's, I'm excited to have a conversation with everyone today. Well, thank you all so much for um, coming and joining this panel with me. I am very excited about it because I always like learning about people's experiences, especially when they're different than mine. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about your experiences in cosplaying with children or creating cosplays with children in the other room or when you're growing a child, um, which is where we're gonna start. So let's talk about cosplaying while pregnant or what that is like. Mia, I know that was a very recent experience for you. So you got pregnant and you had a con coming up. What did you do? Uh, Immediately panicked because
4: I, at the time, uh, that was, I got pregnant shortly after I had debuted my big 18th century Princess Leia and uh the next con I had a number of people that were like hey we want to do like some rococo groups and we want you know you to be in you know cosplay with us and do do these costumes with us and I was like yeah totally and then the belly just kept getting bigger and bigger and I was like I don't think I can fit in my 18th century stays anymore and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and um You know, I had all these plans of like, oh, I'll do like a pregnant version of this, you know, cosplay or something like that. But, you know, what people I think don't really think about a lot is how much of a butt kicker that first trimester is and how you just lose any and all motivation. And it's like, I just was sick and all I wanted to do was lay down. And by the time I had the motivation to start costuming again, everything was just getting bigger. (laughs) It just didn't stop getting bigger. And I didn't even like, I was like, if I sew this to my dress, like on my form now in a month, it's going to be a completely different size and I'm not going to fit in it anymore. So I, um, I took the approach of pajama bottoms and, um, went as comfortable as I could and dressed up as a depressed Thor.
0: Did anybody else look at cosplaying while pregnant and see what kind of costumes that they were going to do that they were excited about or did that cause any disappointments because it changed plans that you were excited about
2: at least for me I really when I first found out I was pregnant like uh Mia said the first trimester totally kicked my butt and I would not do anything but I had all these grand plans you know doing like you know one of those sailor outfits you know uh, I can't remember her name right now but, um, <laughs> you know, any and kind of pregnant cosplay that is, you know, pregnant anime, I just had no motivation at that point. You know, it's just your body's changing, your hormones are changing. You know, it's a, hard to keep up because you got to ch- keep changing your measurements. Besides the belly, the girls up top just kept changing for me, too.
0: What can somebody do to help their cosplay friends in that situation? Is there a way we can provide support or is it mostly just don't ask me about it as a sensitive topic? For
2: me, I really didn't want my friends to pressure me into making
0: something, which
2: happens a lot. That people say, oh, you'll be fine. Just make it. You can make it like to a pregnant version. And we can either help you know, the person make it or let them decide whether or not they are phys- physically feeling good to do it. This is my opinion.
4: I think too, just giving people an out and having them be okay with it. Before, for Rose City, I had these big plans where I was gonna do a pregnant Yennefer. And I had, um, you know, my Gerald that was gonna go to the convention with me and he was debuting a big costume. It was an, another cosplayer in the community. And when I had to send him that message and was just like, yeah, this just isn't happening. I'm just not getting my ducks in a row for this. He was just like, cool good. Like, sorry, that's fine. This doesn't change my plans at all. And it was really nice to be able to just bail and have someone be like totally understanding, whereas Mm -hmm. other people were a bit more like, oh, are you sure? Do you want me to help you? And it's like, no, I just need you to be okay with me not doing this.
3: (laughs) I got pregnant in January of last year, and I had a couple of pregnancy cosplay plans. And as we know, 2020 went a little differently than we thought it was going to. I had been really excited to recreate the Jessica Drew Spider-Woman cover, the one where she's pregnant. And I thought the timing was perfect because there was a convention in the summer where I would be just pregnant enough to not be uncomfortable, but still look you know, cute and pregnant. Uh, and then when the time came, that convention was canceled. So I ended up just taking some photos on a rooftop uh, Fellow she proper Cheyenne jazzwise actually made it for me uh, and took the photos. But I realized something about myself. Uh, it would have been a nightmare for me wearing that costume to a convention because I should have known this. I don't like being touched when I'm pregnant, so I thought about it. Going to a convention in that costume would have actually been my nightmare because I feel like I would have been opening doors to people coming up to me and thinking they could touch me. So that is something anyone should ask themselves if they're going to take on a pregnant cosplay are you gonna be okay with people thinking that they can go up to you and touch you? Because that's hard enough on a normal, in a normal cosplay, when you're pregnant, people's hands turn into magnets for some reason. So just ask yourself that if you're ever gonna do a pregnancy cosplay.
0: Is there anything that, oh, me. I was just gonna
4: throw onto that. Um, I thought that I had worked around that by going as dressed as Thor. I was like, Oh yeah, no, this is great. Cause it doesn't look like, you know, a pregnant belly or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The problem is that enough people know me where, when they figured out it was me dressed as Thor and thought, they didn't realize that i was pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. A number of people thought i had made a synthetic silicone stomach. Oh, and i yeah. had people come up and poke it and were like, "Wow, it's so realistic." <laughs> and i was like, "My baby kicks back. You do not
0: touch my belly." <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Now, we've talked a little bit about pregnant cosplaying, but there's also like after you're pregnant and now you're cosplaying with a baby and maybe your clothes don't fit or what sort of experience was it when you were cosplaying with a newborn person in tow did anybody go there or try that I definitely took my kid but we didn't cosplay
2: and we only went for a day and it was to Otakon because I'm near Otakon and yeah that was like done she had a couple hours she's like you know, we're done, and I'm like, "All right, let's get out of here." So you got to be able to move with them. And what they want to do, it's not about what you want to do.
0: Now, Katrina, <laughs> I know you do not involve your your kids in your cosplay at all. Um, yeah, um, I'm
3: just waiting to see when they're interested in it. I, I am definitely the sort of person who can barely take care of myself at a convention, so I don't feel like I'm up to the challenge of taking care of kids at a convention just yet. Uh, My minor four and seven months old. So uh, I'm sure one of these days they will start to get a little more interested. I know my oldest really likes Halloween. So one of these days he'll definitely get involved, but I just decided to wait until uh, he showed interest.
0: Okay, and AJ, we haven't heard from you yet. So (laughs) what is your take on incorporating your children in your cosplay experience, especially when they're real young?
1: Um, we did a lot of cosplay when we were super young, but we stayed, we didn't go to conventions. Um, you remember they don't get fully inoculated till 12 months. And we had like measles scares about the time when my kids were really young. And so we didn't want to take them out in crowds. So that's something to keep in mind when they're super young, but we did cosplay and we just like ran around the complex and took photos with them or, you know, just did them photos at home, but they can't, they can't object when they're that small is the great part <laughs> just them in a costume and they look cute no matter what you put them in <laughs> uh,
0: now i know that it's not just about the actual act of putting on your costume and wearing it in public it's also the act of creating your costumes for a lot of you um when when children are involved that definitely i can imagine changes things like um, prioritize lists, amount of time you have, a number of other things. So, um, AJ, could you talk a little bit about what goes into how you decide where to put your time and energy and money?
1: Yeah, um, the big one, and but the first kid was a lot harder with your throughput or your, sorry, your output goes like way down and you have to make peace with that. And it's rough. <laughs> like you go from making like I don't know eight nine costumes if you're super like productive maybe more to like man it's a good year if i finish one <laughs> you know so um the adjustment is a little rough but like once you make the mental adjustment that okay we're not going to make as many costumes then you know as long as you put a little bit of time aside here and there like every day put a little bit of time aside it works out like you can you can make stuff it's just you can't sit down and do it for long periods because you know you've got a small human being who depends on you now
0: and Katrina, I know the cosplay part is a big part of the time you set aside for yourself. So how how does that work with how you manage so, your time and energy?
3: I still definitely do a lot of things after bedtime. And I, I've had to learn that those little hours you set aside add up. You may not have an eight hour stretch like you were saying to work on something, but if you have eight days and you have an hour at each of those days, just put them all together. You just have to get used to being able to start and stop things pretty quickly. So I've tried to make sure whenever I have to leave off with something that it's in a place where when I pick it back up, I can kind of figure out what I was doing the last time I was sitting down.
0: Does anybody else have anything they want to add in that in that topic range or anything they want to contribute? I think that just, just... Uh, as was already
4: said, that hour at a time just becomes key. Like, you know, in setting realistic expectations for yourself of you can't like sit down in an evening and, you know, sew a corset in one night anymore. Like, you know, for me, I can't do the whole, I'm just going to sew all night and just, you know, be tired tomorrow kind of thing, because, you know, you have to be able to provide for someone else and be able to give them their attention. Because, I think as moms having that time to ourselves where we're like, I don't have to care for someone else for a minute and no one wants something from me. It can end up being a really good mental reset. And then plus we get to make pretty things at the same time.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't even have children and there are times when I have to say no one ask me anything right now at all. I actually had one of those days yesterday where I said, I will not respond to messages, send and We always have to have it i can't imagine what it's like when there's children involved um but one thing that we did want to talk we're going away from cons a little bit but aj you brought up something that was really interesting that i don't know many of us had to think about until 10 years ago which is social media and pictures of your children on social media Um, i have cats i put my cats all over social media it's It's a free-for-all, nobody cares, but you very much care about your children and and pictures being shared. Can you tell a little bit about what that's like and and why that's an important issue to think about?
1: You know, the whole internet is not always a safe place. Um, I feel like parents should kind of have a plan going into the con because like, if your kid is really cute and they're gonna be cute because they're in costume, People are gonna want photos. Like videographers come up, like publications have come up to announce for kids photos of my kids. And the first time it happened, I was just like, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, what do I say? But thankfully, because you know, we have to think about it now, my husband and I have decided the way we're going is that um we just don't we don't post their legal names on online. That's how we get around it. Um, like anyone who knows me knows I refer to them as the larva. Like no one actually knows their names. And I will let people take photos of them and they've been like, they've been like put like published in like newspapers and online, but I won't give them their legal names because I don't want their names out there. But that's how we deal with it. You know, everyone's going to have different solutions for what works for them.
0: And I, Lizzie, your, your child competes. So I imagine that creates an entirely different level of people taking their pictures and their names being out there. So is that something that that you think about when she's, when she's involved in the competition and Masquerade culture? Absolutely. That's like the number one. Her name does not
2: go out there.
0: Um, if
2: anything, it'll be my name and then the little one or, you know, Lizzie too. And that way, you know, it's off the grid. I actually hold her con badge. So it's never on her. because It always has her name on it. And so that way, if anybody does take a the picture they don't know of, they can't see her name.
0: That's something I wouldn't even have yeah. even thought of. The con badge. Yeah. Does anybody else have an approach that they want to share with us or or a concern that they want to share with us that some people may not think of if they're not trying to go to a con with a child. I think
4: a lot of kids a lot of people don't necessarily think of kids being able to consent to what ends up on online too. Um, like for for us our approach right now with you know my husband I have talked about it a little bit and well we're not taking her to conventions until she shows an interest in conventions the other thing for us is you know pictures of her in general we don't post pictures of her in any public facing platform she her if I post a picture of her on my Instagram her face is covered and you know I think a lot of that is because the internet is going to change as our kids grow up and it's going to end up becoming something different. And, you know, when you have these kids where their their whole life has been posted um, or not posted, they're going to get to an age where they have opinions about that. I have opinions about pictures that my mom took when I was like 12 and those are nowhere near the internet. (laughs) And, um, and so for me, I, I really want her to be able to say, have some say in, what that public facing image is of herself. And, you know, when she gets to that age where someone can ask her like, do you want your picture taken? I will make sure to like, you know, If she doesn't want her picture taken, her picture is not taken, even if we're at a convention. Um, But I think that a lot of people, back to my original statement, (laughs) just don't don't think about it. So many people end up like asking parents like, oh, can I take a picture of your kid? And it's like, yeah, here's my kid. And, you know, yes, you should ask a parent's permission. But also, if that kid doesn't want their picture taken, that should play into that decision also.
2: Yeah, I always ask uh, my daughter, when someone asks, like, do you want your picture taken?" and she'll give me a yes or no, and then whatever that kid says, that's it. And if they do get a picture, I ask for a card and to look at the picture, just to make sure there's no strange things going on, so before it's posted.
0: That's good to know. Um, yeah. Now, we've talked a little bit about your creative process while making cosplays for yourself. Um, in all these different situations but uh the other part about creating cosplays is actually wearing them and actually going to a con wearing them and i know a couple of you haven't experienced children at a con or with your a con with your kids yet but for the ones who have if you're thinking about taking your kids to a con and you're putting them in a costume What sort of decisions or thoughts do you have when deciding what characters to wear, how, where to stay, how long to be there, those types of things that a person should keep in mind before cosplaying with their child?
2: For me, it's definitely, we stick to a schedule, even like at home, it's like, this is gonna be the lunchtime, this is dinner, this is snack time. And I make sure to hear that schedule, even at a convention, make sure she has the downtime she needs, Um, if she's wearing a costume, she chooses the costume. And if she doesn't want to even wear it, that's fine. You know, it's if I've seen some people get angry at their kids for not wearing it for even like 10 minutes. It's like the kid doesn't want to wear it, just let them not wear it. Because it's all about their fun, you know, at this point.
1: Um, we usually only do local cons so that we can come and go as we please. (laughs) We just drive in. And we generally only stay a couple hours. I mean, thankfully, most kids under 12 are free, so you're not spending a lot of money there. Um, so we'll go for a couple hours. They'll um, they usually pick their costumes. I mean, they're like such cosplayer kids. Like we did one con where they're like, we're gonna bring both costumes that, so we can change in the middle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then you know, try to com- just in general when you're making costumes for kids, they need to be comfortable. Because once the kid gets uncomfortable, <laughs> it's all over. They get crabby. They don't want to be there. So comfort is a big thing um, and, and keeping them fed and hydrated. <laughs> I mean, it's true for cosplayers in general. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I don't have fun when I'm uncomfortable and I'm an adult and I can say out loud, these shoes hurt my feet or I need a snack. So I definitely get that with kids, especially when they can't communicate their needs as well. Um, regarding making the costume for a child, what sort of adaptations do you make or changes do you make to the the design that people should keep in mind
1: easy and easy out because <laughs> uh oh there's something i thought of for to mention this is along the lines of easy and easy out when they get excited they forget to tell you they need to go to the bathroom so <laughs> they need to be able to get in and out really quickly because they're going to be a lot of people at the last minute And then one thing we do is we set a timer. We did this at Disneyland too. Like every two hours, the timer goes off, we all stop, we go find a bathroom. (laughs) It's like, convention halls don't always have convenient bathrooms. So being proactive about that will save you a lot of grief later. Ask
2: me how I know.
0: Okay.
3: (laughs) I need to do that for myself at a con as an adult woman. Like, thank you for that. I needed that. (laughs)
0: That's just a good idea. Now, Katrina, you... You brought up something when we were planning this panel um, that is unrelated to the con experience. It's cosplaying when you're not at a con. And I know you do a lot of volunteering. And you volunteered before and after you had kids. And and that impacted your ability to volunteer. Is that correct? Am I understanding correctly? Uh, No. no. Uh, I started volunteering after I
3: had my child. I think there was someone else who said they had that experience though um so I am the director of human resources for critical care comics uh we are a 501c3 nonprofit, and we visit cancer centers uh children's hospitals all around the Vegas valley and we've actually moved our operations to zoom mostly this past year so often I am sitting in a zoom window in costume and we have an ipad that goes around to the kids that are in the hospitals right now uh it definitely can be hard sometimes i talk to my volunteers about this a lot even volunteers who don't have children i think sometimes it's very important to make sure you have really good boundaries when you're doing volunteer work Uh, i heavily lean on my character a lot and will say i'm leaving myself at the door when i walk into this facility and i will check in with myself when i exit because you'll have experiences you'll meet a child that has the same name as your child maybe the same age just a child going through something painful that reminds of your own child i have stood in the hospital room that my son was in after a surgery and that was a very surreal experience for me but uh the work we do means so much to me and i just couldn't imagine giving it up i definitely do a lot more administrative stuff these days just because human resources it's a lot of work but i still try to make sure i do visits at least two or three times a year just so i can stay on my character and keep, it's kind of, if you fall out of practice, it can be really hard to get back into, for sure.
0: So does anybody else have anything that they want to add about their experience is cosplaying as a mom or cosplaying with their children, or even just getting their kids into cosplay?
1: I have a question for the group, if that's
4: okay. That's fine. (laughs) Let's open it up for questions for anybody.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well,
4: I, you know, being, I think the newest mom in the group, I'm curious how motherhood ended up changing your guys's approach to cosplay. And I asked this because someone asked me recently, and I didn't have a response to them. Uh, One of my, a lot of the cosplays that I have done, not all of them, but a number of them were pinup cosplays. And I had this gentlemen, ask me if I was going to no longer approach doing pinup cosplays now that I'm a mom. And for me, I was like, no, that's stupid. Like I'm not changing any of my approach to cosplay, but it did get me thinking of does being a mother and having, um, you know, entering a new chapter in your life, has it changed the approach of what cost, uh, characters you're interested in doing or the draw that you have for certain costumes and, um, what makes you want to make them
3: that's a really good question uh but i i, I love your answer to not wanting to change what you're doing uh, yeah. i find i personally i just find cosplay so empowering and like i said it's something that really helps me with my identity as a new mom because there was just this point the first year of my son's life where i just felt like i didn't know myself anymore i was like i feel like I'm just half asleep, walking through life like a zombie and getting back into cosplay again just kind of gave me something to treat myself to me time and made me feel like I deserve that me time again. So it's definitely become really important to me. But I've done boudoir shoots. I've done all sorts of fun stuff. I think it's important to do the things that make you feel empowered. Uh, I definitely do the characters that mean the most to me, though, because I don't have time for just whatever. I mean, it's fun to do whatever trend is going on, but at the end of the day, it's gotta be the characters that make me feel really powerful because sometimes they really need to borrow that strength.
2: I find I'm more leaning towards more difficult things to do because you can't just spit them out as easy. Mm-hmm. So if I want to, like you said, your, your time is, you know, it's precious to you. So you want to concentrate on something that is more that you want to do, more meaningful, more, I don't know, for me, it's like more beating, more this, more that, you know, skills I know I can do, but I haven't done like in prior classes, I'm just fitting at Does
0: anybody else have anything to add? And by anybody, I mean, AJ, you're the only person who hasn't added anything. Um, well. I
1: mean, what everyone has said, I haven't changed what I choose to costly but I am definitely <laughs> more selective because. I don't have the time to do my monster list. I'm going to die with a wish list that's like never going to be done. So you know, I, have to, I have to really prioritize the ones that I want to make. because I'm not going to get to them all.
0: I think Mia brought up a really great opportunity though, because we are here in a group of moms with different perspectives in some ways, with different aged children in some ways. So if if there are questions that you've had that you wanted to know how other people handled, now could be a really good time to, answer, to address them. So did anybody want to bring something like that up? I mean, everyone's
1: kids, I think slightly younger than mine, but I've heard a lot of people say that their kids reach a point where they don't want to do it anymore. And I'm like, I'm just wondering what the experience was like with that, because that makes me sad. <laughs> My kids love it right now, but. I um, my, my daughter's, she, like
2: I said, she's 10 now, and
1: she's so far from
2: wanting to sew, so far from wanting to do any sort of craft. And that's like what my main thing is. My daughter's all about Minecraft for the past several years. And that's, you know, that's very important to her. And so she doesn't mind wearing a costume. She still picks, but she will not be involved at all at this stage. For all I know, years down the road, she may take interest in actually crafting. So I can't wait for that. <laughs> so happens.
0: At this point, it's pretty much just a here, put this on kind of approach for you with her.
2: Yeah, whatever she picks, I make it. And, you know, she puts it on. She used to help like glue things on, but that's that's now not a thing.
0: Now, I, I do a lot of group cosplays, not with children. I'm going to be honest about that. But I do I do approach group cosplays where you look at, like, the, the weakest member sounds wrong. That's not what I mean. I mean the person who's most likely to bail or has the, the lowest card. commitment the level. The, the, it's usually me. Card. I'm usually the person that's like, yeah, I'm going to need to have some alone time now. So... When I when I think of group cosplay, I would imagine that the wild card would be the child. So you would want to put them in the costume that's not the key element costume. Like if it's Wizard of Oz, you don't put the kid in Dorothy because if Dorothy wanders away, then you're just a random scarecrow standing there. Um, but it sounds like you let the kid dictate the character. Do they usually pick that key element character? Is that what you found? I mean, it's just like Halloween. They're going
2: to wear what they want to wear. And I can't just make some random costume and she'll be like, OK, I'll put this on. It's not about that life with her. Uh,
1: my kids suffer from the same disease as me, where they won't pick the main character. Like we did Wreck-It Ralph, and I tried so <laughs> hard to get one of them to be Vanellope, because then I could just buy the costume, right? Oh, no. They wanted to be the obscure sugar rush racers that you cannot buy the costume for. <laughs> so I had like, two extra costumes to make. I, I did really try. I was, like, you know but I, at the end of the day you have to let them pick because if they're not invested they're not going to want to they're not going to enjoy it they're not going to want to do it of course the kid
0: <laughs> well and speaking of investment we're talking about kids who are growing so how much use do you get out of the cosplays depends
1: on how yeah. fast
3: you're on that year <laughs> I've been using the same Spider-Man suit for my son for like two and a half years. Uh, I got it really big because I was like, you know, it, the pants will be a little loose. I can have him in sneakers, he won't slip. It still fits. I think I'll get another year out of it. So it ended up being a pretty good investment for Halloween and just some days he wants to be Spider-Man. I mean, I I can relate, I get a
1: yeah
4: for my daughter's first halloween everyone was asking me if i was going to like make all of these family costumes because you know we were in quarantine at the time so there wasn't things going on and it was like you know the the pressure of oh what what giant costume are you going to make and i was like she's like nine months old i i bought a burlap sack and cut holes in it and drew a money sign on it and she was a bag of money that's
3: perfect (laughs) i think those are people who don't realize how many fluids Come out of these creatures around that age.
4: Yeah, I, I felt like I was traumatizing her enough by trying to shove her chunky little legs into a bag. <laughs> I couldn't imagine trying to get her into anything else. I mean, but it's like she can't even keep a bow on her head. Like, there's not, there's not going to be a you know cute little thing going on. It's you know what can I tie on or velcro, and that that's how it'll stay. <laughs>
0: What do you wish your child-free friends in the cosplay community knew, or what do you wish they could understand about your experience as a cosmom?
2: Know that we'll be back. You know, we may be gone for a year or two. You know, trying to raise this child and trying to get some sleep. But we'll be back. Check in on us. You know, say hi. How you doing? You know, see if we need anything. Because you know, You'll notice there's a lot of people that will not contact you anymore. They think you don't have the time. We just want someone to say hi, you know, that you're thinking of us.
3: I have found a strange thing when I'm at conventions every once in a while. None of my friends do this to me, but there'll be an acquaintance or someone who just knows I have a child will come up and ask who is watching my child. It's really hard for me not to answer sarcastically and say, oh, I left out a doggy food bowl. It'll be fine. So you know, just don't don't ask who's watching. You wouldn't ask a guy who was on a trip who's watching their kids. So please don't ask a mom at a convention who's watching their kids.
4: I, I don't have a problem with my non-parent friends. I have a bit of a problem with, and they aren't friends, but people in the community sometimes that are also fellow parents. Um, and sometimes, uh, for instance, My daughter was born in January, so I posted an announcement that I would not be attending Emerald City that that year, last year, um, because I was going to have a fresh baby, and I had already made that choice, and I wasn't going to do that. And instead of people being like, oh, that's okay, we'll see you next year, or something like that, I was inundated with messages of people telling me that I could take my two-month-old to the convention and I could do it this way and they did this with their baby and they you know that their baby just slept the whole time that they went to the convention and it was so easy and like just telling me all these things and it's one of those things where it's like you know and I, I know that as parents like I think sometimes we want to help other people. And I know that sometimes Mm -hmm. I've totally been guilty of this too, but it's one of those things where it's like, if someone says that they can't do something because of their kid, or they're doing something a certain way because of their kid, cool. Let them do that. (laughs) Like, no, they didn't ask for your advice. They don't want your advice. It doesn't matter if you have kids or if you don't have kids, that people are making their choices for what works for their family. And, you know, it doesn't make it easier if you offer your opinion on that
0: yeah well everyone thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today and tell us telling us a little bit more about your experiences as moms who cosplay and who create and who give their time to others in this community it's really great to hear that um so please just go around and tell us one more time where we can find you on social media and any final thoughts you may have uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Mia May
4: Cosplay. And I just want to say thank you to everyone for you know letting me be a part of this conversation as a new mom and welcoming me to the club. And it was uh, really great to be able to do this.
3: Well, it was really nice talking to you guys. Uh, you can find me at Katrina Vera on Instagram. Uh, it's really great to see how other people handle their children in cosplay and at conventions because that day may come for me sooner than I know it.
2: So thanks for inviting me to the panel. It was really nice to meet you ladies. Um, I don't really get to talk that many cost moms. So this is really a fun opportunity for me. Um, so I'm Dizzy Lizzy. You can find me on Instagram with Dizzy Lizzy Cost, C-O-S-P. Or you can find me on uh, Facebook, Dizzy Lizzy Costuming. And I'm AJ.
1: I'm Confused, sew- confused Kitty Sewing um, on Instagram. And thanks for having me.
0: Well, and you can find all of us in the SheProp community, so don't forget to come and join the SheProp community. We are welcoming to all women, trans, non-binary, and two-spirit cosplayers, makers, and artists. It's a really welcoming environment, and we would love to have you come and join us, ask us questions, let us share your experiences with you, and I hope you have a really great time with this panel. Happy Mother's Day. Bye. Bye.